Welcome back to Rochester Rundown, your source of news and things to do in Rochester, presented by MedCityBeat. It was another big week for news in Rochester, both in sheer volume and importance. While you may have been watching the Democratic debate on Wednesday, two big pieces of news dropped in the city council meeting. I'll have a recap of both issues. The school board weighed the pros and cons of moving their start times back, why Rochester's teenagers will still have to wake up incredibly early next year, all that and more coming up in our news block. And for this week's feature, I'm putting on my musician hat and previewing five local bands you should watch out for in 2020. And as always, three events you should know about for the weekend. You're going to hear a lot of my voice in this one, so strap in. I'm Isaac Janes. It's Friday, February 21st, 2020, and let's get to the news. It's been a controversial topic for months, and it's now on the precipice of becoming reality. On Wednesday night, the Rochester City Council approved plans for the Kmart parking lot to become a temporary park-and-ride lot for Mayo Clinic employees, much to the chagrin of Slatterly Park neighbors. In two separate 4-3 votes, the Rochester City Council approved the conditional use permit and a 10-year lease for the space, with an option for the developer to opt out after five or seven and a half years if another development opportunity presents itself. Mayor Kim Norton did express a possible interest in vetoing the proposal over the lease terms. Norton was in favor of a strict five-year lease. She has until the next city council meeting on March 2nd to make her decision. Also at the city council meeting Wednesday, the council approved a measure to give the Rochester Civic Theater Board 30 days to pay off its debts or they'll be locked out of their space. The 6-1 vote came after reading recommendations from the Outside Agency Oversight Committee, which found sizable debts the theater owed and kept hidden from the city. In the same 30-day time frame, the city will explore options for a new collaborative performing arts model in the space. Now, if you're just picking up this story right now, head to last week's podcast, where Sean and I discussed the twists and turns of this months-long saga. From one meeting to another, let's talk about the Rochester School Board meeting on Tuesday. The district was considering pushing start times back, but after intense discussion, the board agreed to strike down the proposal for the next school year. Members cited busing and budgetary concerns as justification for the shutdowns, which would have moved the high school opening bell back to 8.20 a.m. Rochester's middle and high schoolers currently have one of the earliest opening bells in Minnesota at 7.40 a.m. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends teenagers start school no earlier than 8.30 a.m. Finally, let's touch on some business news. Great Harvest Bread Company announced plans to join Mocha and First Alliance Credit Union in a new building being built on Commerce Drive Northwest, just off West Circle Drive and 19th Street. The new location would be the franchise's second in Rochester after setting up shop on North Broadway in 2004. Two more tenants have yet to be announced. And on the outskirts to the south, Rochester International Airport announced they received a $750,000 grant from the Department of Transportation to try and recruit an airline to add nonstop service from RST to a, quote, western hub. There's no word on any interested airlines or potential destinations as of yet, but this isn't the first time RST has been in this position. In 2012, the airport also received money for the same purpose, albeit not in the same direction. Two years later, Delta's nonstop service to Atlanta began. All these stories and more, like the scoop on a world premiere exhibit at the Chateau and an interview with Rochester native and current Minnesota Viking Marcus Sherrills, are online now at medcitybeat.com. It's been incredibly interesting to watch Rochester's music scene grow over the past few years. 
Options for shows were pretty limited, especially for younger music fans when I first poked my head around the music scene in 2014. Fast forward to now and there's a genuine venue ladder and scores of bands across all genres, giving even the casual music fan options on a nightly basis. We've seen artists look around this scene and rise to prominence. I think of Vansire, who played a smattering of shows around 2016 and 17 before blowing up on Spotify and touring nationally. Now, not every band can do that, of course, but there's going to be some groups and solo acts that will rise to a new level, a new personal best in 2020. For this segment, I set out to make my picks for the five artists to watch for in Rochester's 2020. Now, before we get into it, here were some criteria I kept in mind. I wanted to see the possibility of upward mobility, combining a genuine talent with the promise that they hadn't hit their ceiling yet. The best has to be yet to come, but they already had to be pretty good. Plans for new music in 2020 or an increased focus on live music in 2020 was a major part of this decision too. Also, I wanted a distinct Rochester focus from each artist. You didn't necessarily have to be from Rochester, but it was almost a requirement to be based in Rochester. And I also wanted a cosign of some sort, whether it came from friends, fellow musicians, or standard bearers of the Rochester scene. I got a lot of great information from Zach Zern of Carpet Booth Studios, and I asked around all week for people's thoughts, and I heard two bands' names a lot, and we're going to get to them a little bit later. Now, full disclosure, this is not meant to be an exhaustive guide, but more of a primer for the great summer of music to come. So without any more semantics, let's dive into number five. He's been a staple at Cafe Steam recently, and through my chance encounters with his live shows, I've become a full believer. Theocles Heron, known more simply by his first name on stage, is a solo performer with an incredible vocal range. He released his first EP, Short Stories, last year, but the 22-year-old transplant from Charlottesville, Virginia, really sold me on his talent through his live shows. Having a great voice in a recording is one thing, but backing it up in a live show is something else entirely, and he's been able to do that every time I've seen him. So find his next show and show up. You're going to walk away impressed. And with that, let's get into number four. Now, if you've been to Cafe Steam, more recently the Skyway edition, you may know the dude with glasses and the lightning tattoo on his hands. If you've been around Rochester's music scene for a bit, you may recognize his versatile and silky baritone voice. He's all over Rochester, and you're about to hear about him a little more this year. Number four is Nicola Hamilton. I'm writing letters, you count the pages, my pen runs out, I swear, feel you waiting. My guilty conscience, your state of mind. I want you happy, but girl, I can't decide your life. Nick's not necessarily a new commodity. In addition to playing acoustic shows, he's shown himself in a few Rochester projects like alt-rockers Cherry Isles in 2017, the full band version of Emily Nelson's solo project Veeld a year later, and the music you're hearing from him right now, his old project Levelist. Now, I'm super excited for a new solo EP coming from him in 2020. It's going to be interesting to hear him in this solo setting. Are things going to be more acoustic and stripped down? Or will the carpet booth engineer keep the full band sound on his first release entirely chalked up to himself? Only the coming months will tell us. And now let's get into number three. This five-piece just released their first original single last week. They've been around Rochester for the better part of a year, consistently playing live shows and honing the craft, choosing to be patient and to do things right. And by all early indications, it's working. Number three on this list belongs to Amateur. 
The three Tazel brothers of Chris, Jonathan, and Justin, along with guitarist Brody Heinzel and bassist Jake Steele, impressed me big time with their debut single, About a Girl. You can tell this is a band with patience. The attention to detail and layers of sound present in this song don't show up through shoddy writing and a couple days in the studio. I really do enjoy the guitar work of Heinzel more and more each time I hear his solos, and it embodies the soul of this band. Melodic, groovy, and technical all at the same time. I'm also really impressed with Chris Tizell's vocal range in this song. They've got more music coming, courtesy of Alex Ortberg's Blue Lagoon recording room in the months to come. We're more than halfway through. Let's get to number two. Folk music can be a tough genre to pull off with a full band. You have to be energetic, but the sound can't be too cluttered. Everything has to have its own lane, if that makes any sense. Now, Southeast Minnesota has a folk band that's boiled the answer down to a science. Number two on this list belongs to my grandma's cardigan. There's just something fresh about their music. It's definitely indie folk, but it doesn't fall into a lot of the tropes that can make the genre stale if it's done wrong. Vocalists Gina Marcucci and Raynell Ostberg complement each other so well, and their backing band consisting of Weston Holly, Jake Allen, and Alan Palmer does an incredible job of doing enough, but not too much. Electric guitar was a great addition, the banjo hits just right, and the harmonies are tight. Their song Aspen, which is their only one on Spotify right now, just gives me a nice warm feeling in my stomach. I can't really explain it. It's just there, but it's great. They've been playing at Thesis Beer Project every Wednesday as the artist-in-residency for February, so see them there while you can. And finally, the number one artist to watch out for on this list was named by every person I talked to about this. Zach Zern, Leah of Canvas and Chardonnay, Rochester Curator, and my good friend Dylan Hilliker, and countless familiar faces around town. You may have seen them before, but they're about to take 2020 on with a vengeance. It's punk it's loud, it's fun, and it's here in Rochester. Number one on my list of artists to watch in 2020 is local sports. The quartet took most of 2019 off after spending the previous year supporting their record Basil Bouquet. Sometimes that's needed to look at music with fresh eyes. 2020 marks a major turning point for the group, with heaps upon heaps of new local sports music apparently in the pipeline, according to Zach Zern, who recorded at the Carpet Booth Studios. With new music comes a new live show, and they've impressed so far. A show at Ed's No Name Bar in Winona in January marked the beginning of Local Sports 2.0, and an update was something I didn't even know I needed. There's a video from that show of drummer Cody Vansickle just losing his mind at the end of a new song, and watching that video was when I knew. Local sports is up to something. And those are my picks for 2020. If only I had all day. Believe me, I could talk about Rochester music and its artists for hours. If you know of someone I missed, and there's a lot I already have in mind, please shoot me an email, isaac at themedcitybeat.com. And lastly on the rundown, here's some events we're excited for this weekend, presented by My Town, My Music. See Lissy with special guest Jillian Ray at the Castle on Saturday, March 27th. The big event isn't in Rochester this weekend, but make no mistake, Rochester will be well represented. 
Red Wing's Big Turn Music Festival runs through Friday and Saturday, and it takes over the downtown, with over 200 artists and 20 different venues taking part in the fun. Catch Rochester artists like, hold on, Theocles, Veald, Pat Egan, Author, Under the Pavilion, Push and Turn, Luke Hendrickson, Amateur, Twin Lakes, Fires of Denmark, Loudmouth Brass, My Grandma's Cardigan, and Sterling and the Silver Lining, and that's not even all of them. Check Big Turn's website or your favorite band's social media for details on where and when they'll be playing. So, with so many Rochester musicians in Red Wing, what's happening in town? Oh, you know, just a local staple for decades. This Saturday is a chair affair, the annual fundraiser for the Boys and Girls Club of Rochester. The dinner menu is locally sourced this year, and as always, there's a live auction of several eccentrically designed chairs. Stick around for the after party, too, but before going to the Hilton on Saturday, be sure you have your tickets. And finally, we've got our eyes on a couple of shows at Taco Jed this weekend. On Friday, check out singer-songwriter Michael Gay of the Americana band Almighty American. You may have seen his band at Down by the Riverside last year in an opening slot. One day later, check out acoustic artist Nancy Tobias and Kramer with her genre-fluid bend of covers and originals. Both shows start at 7 o'clock p.m. And that's all we have on the rundown for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, the best way to support us is to become a member. Be a part of quality local journalism at medcitybeat.com slash membership. I've been Isaac James for MedCityBeat. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next Friday.